and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, I mentioned that just because the mainstream press wrings its hands and looks at its feet and says, oh, shucks, and and they talk about uh, how how Joe Biden, you know, won, won an historic midterm election on election night. Not not to believe him. It's all it's all a bunch of a bunch of garbage. And it's nowhere more garbage than in New York State, where uh, will be seated in just a matter of weeks a brand-new Congress uh, and congressional delegation that will number 11 out of 26 seats from New York State as Republican. One of those flipping uh, a seat is Mike Lawler, who joins us now. His first time to be with us since his big election night win, where he defeated the DCCC chair. Mike, we talked to you, I think it was uh, either Election Day or the day before, and you were feeling good about the race, but how do you describe what happened in New York State on election night, especially since the media is trying to tell everybody that it was, you know, no big deal? Well, we certainly had a red wave here in New York, uh, flipping four congressional seats uh, in my race, obviously defeating the chair of the DCCC. Uh, As you mentioned, we're going to be sending 11 Republicans down to uh, Washington, D.C. come January which is the highest number of Republicans from New York in over 20 years. Uh, We flipped multiple state legislative seats. uh, And, you know, Lee Zeldin ran uh, better than any Republican since George Pataki. So, you know, it was certainly across New York a very good night. Um, And, you know, there were a number of factors that played into it, obviously redistricting and getting a fair set of maps uh, from the courts. Uh, certainly played a factor, uh, coupled, of course, with the fact that Democrats controlled everything in Washington, Albany, and New York City for the first time ever, and they created a mess. And I think voters really wanted to send a message here in New York uh, that they were fed up with one-party rule, that they wanted to restore balance and common sense. Uh, And I think they delivered on that message uh, on Election Day. I I continue to think that Ron DeSantis was the reason Lee Zeldin lost the race um, because of all of the uh, outbound migration that New York has lost over the last uh, few years. And, and if he had had a couple of more million <laughs> New Yorkers that were of common sense to vote, I think he may have been governor. But uh, you, you really can't uh, blame him for effort. I mean, he, he, he got out there and bled for you guys, and I think he pulled a lot of you over the, over the finish line. Well, there's no question, you know, New York has led the nation in out-migration over the last decade plus, and a lot of those folks are, you know, Republicans and independents and people who are very frustrated by what was going on in New York State and the cost of living, and they've moved to states like Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina. And I I said to uh, many of my new colleagues uh, while I was down in D.C. last week that, you know, they can thank New Yorkers for uh, such solid performances in their states because uh, a lot of New Yorkers have moved there. But there's no question Lee Zeldin did a great job. He worked tirelessly, fought for every vote. He visited every community. You know, he, he was right on with the message when it came to the issues that people cared about, whether it was affordability or public safety or education. 
And I think Democrats in New York uh, would be well advised to, to look at the results and and learn something from it. And I think if election night showed anything uh, across the country, really, uh, it was people want reasonableness. They, they, they're tired of kind of the extremists and they and they really want people who are going to be focused on getting things done on their behalf. And I think that's why you saw such a big uh, turnover in New York. You know, people people let's, are tired of the one party rule. Let's talk about that just for a second. Uh, you're going to be part of that Congress that's sworn in in January. What does Mike Lawler set for his agenda in the first uh, 100 days of your congressional term? Well, it's, it's no different than the, the issues that I ran on. I think the cost of living uh, is crushing families all across our country. Uh, obviously, the issues and concerns of public safety, we continue to see, uh, you know, violence break out in communities all across our, our country, uh, especially here in New York. Uh, you know, our poorest southern border, skyrocketing energy prices. We need to increase domestic production of energy. Uh, and education and making sure that parents, uh, not bureaucrats, uh, but parents have the ultimate say in their ch- children's education. And, yeah. you know, those are the issues that I ran on. Those are the issues that are of priority to me. And, and I'm going to focus heavily on uh, because at the end of the day, in a district like mine, that's a D plus three on the Cook PBI rating. Joe Biden won it by 10 points. Um, I was the only uh, Republican to defeat a Democrat incumbent in a in a Biden plus 10 district. Um, and there were only a handful of us that that flip seats that actually defeated an incumbent. Um, yeah. You know, you have you have to you have to get results uh, for your district. And that's that's going to be my focus. That's great. Uh, Mike Lawler, congratulations once again. We'll be in touch with you as the uh, legislative agenda gets set. But uh, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. You got it. All right, Kevin McCullough, more straight ahead. Don't go anywhere.